Before I start the show, I want to mention my AWS S3 command line course from Udemy. You can get that with 20% off using the link in the show notes below. So if you're manipulating AWS S3 buckets via the command line, then do check that out. Also, a massive thank you to all of the Patreon supporters for supporting How to Code Well. If you want to support the channel and if you want to get early access to some of the content, then please consider becoming a Patreon. Link to that in the show notes as well. Okay, let's get on with the show. Hello, coders. I'm going to try and do this podcast without actually screwing up the intro this time. This is about the fifth time I've tried this. (laughs) Hello, coders. Welcome to another podcast. (laughs) Today, we're going to be talking about productivity and we're going to, I'm going to explain how on earth I've managed to fit everything in. How do I fit the YouTube stuff in, the Twitch stuff? How do I fit the, the teaching stuff? How do I fit the freelance work and also just general life? We're going to be talking about productivity. Now I've been listening to the overthinking podcast. This is a new podcast that I found, uh, or new to me at least. And they came up with a really good equation of productivity. And we'll be talking about that uh, more in depth uh, throughout this, this podcast. I have been asked several times, very frequently and also recently about how do I fit all of this stuff in? And it's a genuine question. It's a genuine question. And it, you know, it's a question that is often posed by new clients that, uh, that I have. How do I do all of this stuff? Um, and the thing is that they see the subscriber count on YouTube or they hear about the, the viewership on the podcast, the listenership, I should say, on the podcast. And they, they're thinking, how on earth am I juggling all of these things around? And how, how much of my time can I spend on their work? You know, their, their actual writing code for the clients. I'm a freelance web developer. How, how do I do that? The thing is that they'll see the subscriber count and they, I don't think they appreciate a lot that this has taken four years to build up. So it's not a case of, you know, I just started it last week. It's a case of this has happened very, very slowly over a very long period of time. The funny thing is that I think, I think I know that if I could spend a hundred percent of my time, which let's face it, isn't realistic, but let's say I could spend the majority of my time on YouTube, then I would probably have a higher subscriber count because I would be able to cater for, for more needs and be able to polish the videos better and just be able to market it better. But it's a genuine question because, you know, when you've got a, a YouTube subscriber count to this, this effect, when you have a Twitch following, when you've got a, a podcast, you're essentially talking about a brand and it takes a lot of time to build that brand up. You have to dedicate a lot of time to marketing that brand and keeping that brand going. So how on earth do I do this? That's the big question here. Well, let's, let's just go back to the overthinking podcast, the principles of productivity episode that I will link in the show notes below. They mentioned a very fascinating equation that um, they were talking about that kind of makes sense in my head. And I've been thinking about this for a long time. How do I do this? But this equation really does sum this up. And this is useful output over time plus fun. Now, let's break those things up. So useful output. The crucial keyword here is useful because everybody does output, right? Regardless of whether you just lie in bed all day or, you know, read a book, that is output. But is it useful? 
when we talk about building projects and applications, your output is the code that you write. Now, is that useful? Is that a useful piece of code that you've created? Is it going to push the project forward? Or have you overcomplicated stuff? Or have you just spent a lot of time trying to fix a bug and you've probably spent maybe half a day to a day trying to solve this one issue and you've been banging your head about against the brick wall for, for hours and hours and hours, whereas you could have just walked away and then had your brain thinking about this bug in the background, do something completely differently, come back in 10 minutes time, and then hopefully you've, because you've seen that at, at fresh eyes, hopefully you can see the, the mistake that you've made and you've, you've sorted that far quicker. So it's usefulness. It's the, the usefulness of your output. So what is it that you're doing? Always ask yourself, is this useful? Is this actually going to go to the end goal? Is this going to help build that up? Is this going to help get me closer and closer to the deadline? And then the next section is over time. Now there's a finite time. There's, there's only 24 hours in the day and everybody has those 24 hours. So for instance, uh, Jeff Bezos, um, of Amazon does not have more than 24 hours in a day. He has the same amount of hours as you and I. <laughs> it's the, it's the, the thing about the usefulness over those times. If you can split the day up between say, I don't know, eight hours. So the time that you're not actually asleep, because that, in my opinion, sleep is useful output, right? So the time that you're actually spent working, if you can carve those up and go, right, yes, so these hours were fairly useful, but those hours weren't actually that useful. It's a, it's a case of reflection. So you're, you're reflecting on the hours of your day. I don't mean that you, you don't have to do it granularly or anything like that. I, I wouldn't do that, but you know, just think about what you did yesterday and think about how useful the morning was or how useful the afternoon was, that kind of stuff. And then if you can det- detect patterns, then maybe you can adjust how you go about doing things and to make yourself a little bit more productive, because essentially that's what this is all about. And then uh, finally, we have plus fun. Now, this this is a crucial one, and it's a little bit complicated to talk about. Fun is an enjoyment. So if you have to work on something which, which you don't enjoy. You're going to be finding all sorts of excuses not to do that one thing. <laughs> and therefore your output is not going to be useful, right? Because you could be putting off that thing. You could be watching Netflix. You could be uh, going for walks. You could be working on other bits and pieces and just sort of like having that sort of uh, bite at you in the back of your mind. And then when it comes to the deadline, you have to then suddenly do it and then hit all that stress. That's not fun. In my opinion, fun is where you're, you're, you're enjoying what you're doing and you're, you get into a swing, right? And this is, this is the thing that's kind of really difficult to explain is the, it's the zone that you get into the jive, the rhythm, right? So let's say, for example, if we take my uh, schedule at the moment for YouTube, um, unfortunately, unfortunately, due to the coronavirus, there was a period of time uh, where I was let go from a lot of projects. And there was a big portion of time where I was basically not doing any work for any clients. 
I could have taken the stance of becoming quite depressed, and it was a, a bit. A bit is it was a rough. It was a rough time. Let's just say, but I decided to take the stance of this is time that I've been given. Okay, this is unexpected time that I now have to do something which is productive for YouTube, for Twitch, for the How to Code Well brand, and so what I came up with was this plan. Where I would be producing between three and six videos a day, as well as working on the How to Code Well website, and any live streams I did, I would extend them. Okay, so this is because I had the time to do it. But the crucial thing I want to pick on is the video production. So I got into this swing, this jive, where I had three videos I would record. And then I had three videos I needed to edit, and then I had three videos that were in the queue, being encoded, either encoding or being uploading, and that was happening every day or the majority of those days, apart from the weekends, whilst I was off work. Now I'm in a position where I have three months worth of videos to drip feed out to YouTube, so I'm now benefiting from that production. And I will be continuing benefiting that. I think it's more than three months. So I think it's like、uh, four or five. I need to check the check the figures. There's still stuff in the queue. If you can hear the 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 computer whirring, it's there's still stuff going through. So what what I ended up doing was getting into the swing. So I would produce three videos. I would record three videos. Now a video usually takes, if it's a tutorial, would usually take between thirty、uh, to thirty minutes. For a ten-minute video, something like that, sort of ballpark figure, thirty、uh, minutes to forty-five minutes of recording time. I would then carve that up and take out all the mistakes, and that would turn into a ten-minute video. Okay, so that's quite a you know quite a a long chop, but it's kind of on average, right? So you would you would remove probably twenty、uh, minutes worth of ums, ahs, code mistakes, that kind of stuff. I've also got myself into the process of where I do those mistakes. I leave a gap in the in the、uh, recording, and then I can pick that up during the edit. So you know, I've got myself into that kind of rhythm and routine. But also, what I was finding was that I would do the first one, and that would take long, and then I would do the second one, and that would take a little bit shorter, and then I would do the third one, and that would be even shorter in terms of recording because I would be nailing things. I would be getting more into the flow of things. Same with editing. I could, you know, I I, I learned shortcut keys, and I was doing things that were really fast. The first edit took ages, the second edit not so much, and the third edit was pretty quick. And then, obviously, we have the encoding and the uploading. This is all happening automatically, so I just push things up to the queue, and then they, after the queue, they go straight up to YouTube, put it in a, a sort of an unlisted private state, and then same with the thumbnail creation. You know, I would end up with five or six thumbnails that I would have to just do. I found a template and I just did them. The thing is, if I was to do this. Every week, do one video every week, and that was what I was doing when I started YouTube. Then I would spend probably the best part of a whole weekend doing a single video. <laughs> 
And that's because I didn't, I, I was learning whilst I was doing it. And I still am learning, of course. I didn't have all the automation set up as I do now. I don't, I didn't have any of the templates that I created uh, for the thumbnails and, and other bits and pieces. And I was probably less relaxed as I am now doing a video. So there's a lot to be said about getting into the flow, getting into what we call the zone. It's the same with coding. If you're in that zone, if you're in that sort of comfortable place where you just, you know, it's like a rhythm, like your, your, your fingers are dancing on the keyboard and it's just, you're just flowing out code that works and it's all good. This is also what I do when I'm doing some testing and all of that stuff. So I, you know, test the work, get the failing test written and then come up with the, the code and then run those tests fine. So if you watched my PHP uh, Twitch stream last night, uh, where I was doing, th I did three and a half hours last night, fixing PHP stan errors. <laughs> Wow. Uh, whilst drinking gin, I should say. And it was a rhythm. We got into a rhythm. It was like, you know, I found a bunch of bugs that were very similar and we would just clear them out. Bush, bush, bush. And that would, that would be it. So there's something to be said about this, this zone thing. And I'm not any kind of, um, scientist or any kind of clever person to do with what the zone actually means. But I know that once you get into the swing of stuff, it becomes a bit like a conveyor belt, right? So you can do this and then you do this and it's quick feedback. I, I kind of like, I, I'm addicted to quick feedback loops. So if I can see that I'm actually being productive real time, then I want to be more productive, right? Let's also talk about working when I shouldn't be working <laughs> because this happens, this happens a lot. And I've, I've had many guests on the podcast and they, they talk about how they how disciplined they are with work. So they come to five o'clock and then that's it. And perhaps they either go away from their, their office. So they've actually got an office that they can walk away from, or they close the laptop down and that's it. I'm a little different. What I do is when I finish my day, right, with my clients, so come, it's probably about six, six in the evening, I will go downstairs and have dinner and I will also take my laptop and that is how to code well time. Uh, same with the mornings, right? So before uh, nine in the morning, any time I spend in the office is how to code well time. And, you know, I get up quite early and perhaps I go to bed a bit too late, but, you know, the bookends of my day are how to code well. The reason why I do this is because of this fun factor. YouTube is actually a hobby of mine. Coding originated from a hobby of mine. I find this fascinating and fun. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying myself. Therefore, I'm, I'm quite happy to spend time doing it. And the more I do, the more I want to continue and the more fun it becomes. So it's one of those sort of cycles. If I didn't enjoy coding, I would be doing something completely different. There is a little bit of a, uh, an issue there with burnout. Okay. 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 A big issue with burnout because, you know, you're, you're, you're doing how to code well, plus you're doing client work. Um, 
you know, you need to do something else. And recently I have been looking at doing some watercolor painting just sort of to break up my day. It's, I must say with this, this virus, when we're all working from home, and I know that I've been working from home for years and years and years, but it, it just seems, I don't know, even more now that it, it, it's very difficult to just walk away from the work because that's what you do to keep yourself sane or keep myself sane is to, do how to code well to do freelance work um, because I have I've never built up the other hobby <laughs> which isn't work. Then it is I do feel like sometimes I'm teetering up on on the burnout stage. Uh, however, I have built up over the years some sort of early warning detection there. So that's that's basically what I do, right? So make sure that the output is extremely useful, okay? Because there's no point in doing something that isn't useful in terms of like, because the house code well stuff, because it's either at the start of the day or it's at the end of the day, or it's over the weekends, right? Because there's a smaller amount of time to do those things compared to say the, uh, the, the, the nine to five or whatever hours I'm doing for client work, because there's less time for how to code well stuff. The output has to be incredibly useful incredibly useful. If I'm doing anything with how to code well, where it's not useful at all, then it's just a complete and utter waste of my time. And I get really annoyed when that happens. Over So useful output over time. So there's only a, a, a finite amount of time in your day that you can actually do your work. Um, and then you've got to make sure that what you're doing is actually fun and useful and, and good, right? You're enjoying it. There's no point in doing something that you don't enjoy. Unfortunately, we can't do everything that uh, we we enjoy. We have to do things that suck. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, for example, uh, something that I'm really bad at is doing the accounts, right? Doing the bookkeeping. I, I hate it. I really hate doing stuff like that. I hate doing invoicing. I hate doing quotes. I really don't like those areas, those kind of bits of the business. And then of course the day-to-day -day running of, of various bits and pieces to do with business paperwork. I hate that. I really do, but it has to be done. If it doesn't get done, then obviously you get fined or something slap on a wrist um, or, or, or some sort of financial penalty. I hate doing those things. However, when I do those things, it's usually over the weekend, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, um, because what, what I like to do is is to clear my mind from as much coding as possible and then just focus on those bits and pieces. Something that I'm trying to do or would like to do is to produce a newsletter. So this is an email newsletter and I, I haven't decided yet how the frequency of this, um, but I'll put links down in the show notes below for uh, an email newsletter that you can sign up to. It's completely free, of course. And this will be talking about um, these kind of things, as well as the bits and pieces that I do for How to Code Well, because I do think that there is, we've got the YouTube, we've got the Twitch, and we've got um, obviously Twitter uh, and the podcast, of course. It would be nice to have a single newsletter that I push out to all the viewers and listeners of those things. Another thing that makes sure that what I do is useful is that I've, I've got some gatekeeping going on in terms of my code. So if you watch the Twitch streams, you'll, you'll know that I've got this make test command, this make file with a make tests command in there. I run that and it will automatically 
test the code. It will check for PHP stand errors. And we got this up to stand level eight last night, which is fantastic. But it means that any code that I write for how to code well now needs to adhere to these standards, which means that the code needs to have some consistency. And that, in my opinion, is useful output because if I don't have those tests, if I don't conform to those standards, then the code is going to be a complete and utter mess and I'm going to have to fix it later down the line. And that is going to waste time later on. We've spoken a lot about productivity in what I would class the real time. But what about productivity when we're planning for something in the future? Because this is super important and there's so much planning involved with how to code well, um, but useful planning. That's the key. You don't want to be planning for something that just doesn't happen because you're just going to spend all your time planning for things and not actually spend time doing things. And you've got to be quite fluid and flexible. So when I was unfortunately let go from certain clients because of the coronavirus, I had that opportunity, that time to then use to produce loads of content. You'll see that I have now, a, a, you know, growing a, a beard and yet the videos that go out every Monday, I'm going to look totally different because <laughs> my beard is not as grown as they are, as it is now. Um, now that, that might come across as very impersonal. Um, it's not like a vlogger type thing where I produce, you, you know, a daily vlog every day. I don't do that. What I produce is stuff like stock, stock content, stock tutorials, evergreen content, in my opinion. Um, and it doesn't matter when I do it. It doesn't matter if I, if I suddenly release all of them at once or if I drip feed them over several months. And that's what we're doing. With the podcast, it's slightly different because obviously this is a weekly thing and it's, it's nice to try and talk to the audience sort of on a weekly basis. So usually I do these kind of things in the evening, um, or over the weekends and schedule them up. When I have guests on, it's a different story because obviously you're having to work not only against your time, but also their time as well. And there's, there can be, uh, complications with time zones and other bits and pieces. So sometimes I'll be produce doing the interview like at 10 in the evening because they're in America or, or somewhere where the time zones are completely skewy. So you kind of have to beat to their drum, you know, with um, the Twitch streams, this is all stuff that is planned, but planned in a, sort of in advance. Um, so I know what I'm going to be doing now. I guess I really can't talk about planning and productivity Unless I talk about the actual how to code well site and how that's getting on, right? Because I've been working on this for like a year, like plus <laughs> on, especially live on stream, right? Um, and if this was a project that I would be doing for a client, then it would already be out of the door already because, you know, I would be spending more time working on that thing because I spend more time working on the client work than I do with how to cope well. So this is kind of a reflection of how little time I actually have to spend on how to code well. The fact that this site isn't actually live yet. I'm kind of thinking that maybe it will go live sort of September-ish in a very soft launchy type kind of way. I don't know. Please don't hold myself accountable to that. But in terms of the sprints going forward, that's kind of a rough estimate as, as how I kind of think that's going to happen. And then that will give me a, a month to 
find and fix issues. So that will bring us up to October. In November, I will plan to market it, market it more heavily and then push it out to the public in December. But, you know, there's a lot of stuff to, to work on and build before any of that happens. But that's kind of my sort of thinking as to how I can get this website launched. And for those who don't know what this website is, this is the website that is my platform where people can uh, watch my courses and my tutorials and also sign up and subscribe and get premium content from me too. So if you're interested in the build of that, then please do check out the Twitch streams. I stream, of course, Tuesday mornings, Thursday evenings, and of course, Sundays as well. All British summertime, Tuesdays is at seven in the morning. Thursdays is usually about half eight, nine o'clock. And then Sundays is 14.30, half past two in the afternoon. Again, all British summertime stuff. Also, I'll leave links in the show notes about the newsletter that I'm, I want to produce. So do go and sign up for that. And in there, there'll be discounts for programming resources too. I'm interested to hear how you manage your time. And if you've got any tips on being productive as well, I'm pretty sure I could do a lot more if I was more productive. I'm sure that there are things that I can change in my routine to be more productive and produce more content. If you've got any tips, any advice, any help, any suggestions for other podcasts to listen to as well, please put them down in the comments below in the YouTube comments, as well as hook me up on Twitter, of course, at How to Code Well. Thank you ever so much for watching on the YouTubes or listening on the podcasts. Happy coding, everybody, and I'll see you again next time. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>